buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 46. Today we're going to chat with Juliana Crowder from A Girl and a Gun. Balthazar plays Fortnite. And we'll talk about SB Tactical's adjustable braces. Today's panel is Sean Heron and I'm Ava Flannell. And I feel a cough coming on. It's going away, but I, I still just can't help it. I don't know what's going on. I was just worried that I didn't say Fortnite. Oh, no. You, you were like, Fortnite! Even after we spent like five minutes practicing yeah. how to say Fortnite. The thing is, is I just don't play the video games. <laughs> I don't. Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. It's that English degree or something. You're like, Fortnite. Shelf with. <laughs> All right, before we get started, let's talk about Manicore Arms. So uh, one thing is if you guys are anywhere near Illinois, uh, Mount Carroll is where uh, the bullpup shoot is taking place in September. What is it? September 15th? September 15th. Yep. Okay. So if you guys are there, uh, you should join us for for the annual bullpup shoot. There's going to be all kinds of guns, not just bullpups. Um, and uh, Sven's made it um, so that... Uh, anybody who wants to try out guns, it's super affordable. What is the... It's like 10 bucks to shoot pretty much any gun on the line. For like an entire magazine, right? It uh, just depends. Everyone has different. But yeah, it's it's way more affordable than most of the shoots that people go to. And like I said, this is... Or I didn't say this, but it is open to the public. It is an absolute blast. It's at the site training facility, which is an amazing facility. We go there every single year. And it's always one of my favorite things that we do. It's the closest to camping that I that I get. We stay in a lodge with bathrooms, running water, showers, the recliners, The sheets, though, feel TVs. like cardboard. Okay, and... all right. <laughs> but it is a good time. It is. Bullpupshoot.com to find out more about that. And you'll also be able to test out all the Manticore Arms products that are there. Ava, what might they be able to try? Uh, like one of the things that I was looking at today was the Scorpion Evo slider stock. Uh, yeah, it's a PDW style stock that they, <laughs> there it is, that they uh, sell for the Scorpion Evo. Uh, it's like a PDW, so it's got the two rods on each side of the the adapter, and it you know telescopes in and out. I actually love it. Two forty nine on their website. But you're not going to have to pay two forty nine. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. So if you use the code GunFunny fifteen, you get fifteen percent off. Man, that's going to be thirty six dollars fifty cents. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Rain mandate. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I think I love the way that it looks. So they make a bunch of other different types of products. So just go to manicorearms.com and check out what they have. And bullpupshoot.com as well. Let's get into it. Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. So, Juliana, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm excited. I know you're super busy, uh, so I appreciate you making the time for us. Um, So tell us about yourself and how you started A Girl and a Gun. Well, it was kind of an accident. Um, (laughs) I'm a former dance uh, studio owner, dance instructor, um, and I did that for, for many years, and I was transitioning out of that business. And my husband one day said, Hey, I really need you to go get your concealed handgun class and or your license. And at that point I had just started shooting some competitions with him and, you know, kind of started the conversation. And so he dropped me off at this class and 12 hours later, he picked me back up and I was 
a little irritated and a little on fire. So <laughs> um, it just kind of hit me that day of um, this was something I felt very impassioned about and I wanted to learn more. And from that, we started a training company that was led by him because he was a firearms instructor previously in the military. And I kind of worked my way up underneath him and, you know, getting my credentials and spreading my wings. And about eight years ago or so, I was really working on my own and Girl on a Gun just kind of happened. I decided to host some girls night out at the range and just get women to come join me. And um, it's history after that. And I read in your bio that initially it wasn't a huge success. Like you, you know, you told women, okay, meet me here and, and we'll do kind of a girls night and very few people showed up. Yeah, it was really hard because I was developing myself as a firearms instructor and, you know, doing all the business to business networking and, you know, doing all those things you're supposed to do to build a business, an entrepreneurial ship. And I was like, why are women not coming to my class? It just baffled me. So I, I really had to identify what the no's were. Mm-hmm. And the no was I don't have time. I don't want to take money out of my family budget. I'm not interested. I'm scared. And the one that bothered me the most was I know enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hear that a lot. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that women would say that, though, because you normally don't hear that from women. Well, you know what? They kind of think that they've been to the range a couple of times and they know how they've somehow yeah. managed to shoot the bullseye and they've figured it out. And but they don't really know how it happened. They just think that they can do it. So, you know, happy hours is always um, a real popular thing. And I thought, well, heck, let's just have a happy hour. And then and, go shoot guns. No. Yes, yeah, shoot guns. Yes. What and, the- um yeah, instead of going to a shishi poo poo boutique to have a after hours, you know, business networking group, let's do it at the gun range. I, I don't know what they got there, but I don't want to go to a poo poo boutique. That doesn't, that doesn't sound great at all. <laughs> poo poo is very high end. <laughs> okay, got it. Well, I'm yeah. out. I'm just I'm just a city boy. Um, let me ask you this: what you, what was the need that you saw there for like a for a female shooting club? Um, I wanted more women to come out to the range and, and shoot pistol matches with me. Um, you know, I was always the only wife or the only girl out there. And, you know, so I was looking for camaraderie and um, friendship. I was, I'm also just kind of one of those that when I see something that needs to be championed or tackled, I, I kind of just dive in and be like, you need to do this and, you know, come do this with me. Um, I, I had the realization that somehow I had made it through, you know, 18 to late 20s without anything bad happening to me. I don't know how I managed to be so lucky, but when when that awareness came to me is that you can't always rely on that luck, that you have to have plans, you have to have training, you have to have resources. I, I just saw a lot of people who were not as lucky as I was, and I just wanted to help. Would you say, as a follow-up there, would you say that some of those women, when you said you were identifying the no's, would you say that some of that was just kind of intimidation? Uh, I don't recall if you actually said that or not, but talk to us about that and, you know, why it's important for women to have this outlet that, that is kind of just free of male ego and machismo and all that. Yeah, there is a lot of intimidation. It's hard to walk into a gun store, a sporting goods store or any place. And if you don't know the terminology, especially when it is, you know, so male dominated, you you feel dumb right off the bat. And I certainly experienced a lot of that because I, I didn't know what to call things or what it did. So when you take away that fear of the unknown and replace it with constructive knowledge and, and, you know, terminology, 
then all of a sudden it's not such a big deal anymore. You know, you get them to take those first few shots and you explain to them the how and the why all the magic's happening, then they're like, oh, okay, I understand. I can do this now. So yes, and it is a very, you know, male-dominated um, group. Some of them are very welcoming and some of them are not. And I had my fair share of the not. So it just really continued to, to motivate me to change that. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. So you're nationwide. How did you accomplish that? You know, I have a wonderful team um, of women and really my my partner Robin Sandoval has she was a former client um, former anti-gunner actually her story is really amazing uh, but she came to me and wanted to learn and again became empowered and impassioned and when I asked her to to join my company um, we had already started launching chapters in Texas and I knew that it had potential to to continue to grow but I knew I needed support and help. And she, that's what she brought to the table. So her and I together have, um, you know, just gone out and created this environment and this culture, this sisterhood and this platform to support other women like us, other firearms instructors or speakers or advocates to, to do what we do nationally. So when a woman, you know, wants to step into leadership, we're there to help her. And so you mentioned that there's different chapters. So what is a chapter? So a chapter is, um, you know, just a group of women that get together to host a girls' night out or a breakfast and bullets, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, a target time, you know, whatever little event we want to call it. Uh, they're hosting clinics on how to clean guns or, you know, how to shoot competition. Uh, it's just a community of women in your local area that are getting together and kind of changing their world. So um, how, because I I was looking actually for, I'm in Colorado Springs, and I noticed that you guys don't have a chapter in Colorado Springs. So uh, for women who are interested in starting a chapter, how would they go about doing that? So we have a link on the website at agirlandagun.org that's start a chapter. And from there, um, you tell us a little bit about you. And um, then we, you know, Robin will speak with you. We have area coordinators that, that, you know, talk with you. So if you are newer, as a firearms instructor or want to go down that path, we have those resources. If you are, you know, ready to go, we, you know, it's basically a turnkey operation. We have everything in place, like the plan to, to help you launch the chapter. Um, we do have stuff though in your area. It may not be necessarily right in the Springs, but we do have a couple of little hotbeds in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw that. It's uh, probably like in far Denver though, and stuff. Huh? Uh, yeah, it's about like a, an hour and a half to two <laughs> oh, hours yeah, away. Yeah, that's too far. That's not local community anymore. So that's yeah. why we strive for, you know, if I have to drive more than five or 10 minutes, I'm like, you know, an Austin traffic piece out. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> What's your best uh, marketing that you've seen to get uh, to get women to show up to these? Um, You know, word of mouth. It's you have to just invite somebody. You know, social media has been a, a very good thing. Um, and you know, the firearms industry has been really good to us. You know, IDPA wrote article about me in the very beginning, which really let other women find out about me, which was how we started launching chapters in Texas. You know, so uh, NRA Cam and Company has been really good to us. So the media has, has helped, but the word of mouth of saying, just come with me, you will feel like you've belonged all along and, you know, you're going to learn something and you're going to, you're going to feel better about yourself after you come. 
Very nice. And then I noticed that on your website, so women can also become members of Girl and a Gun. And what what are the some of the perks that they would get? What would be some of the reasonings, you know, some of the, um, I guess, the reasons why they would want to become a member? Yeah. And, you know, when we were developing this whole membership-based thing, you know, I was thinking to myself, why would anybody want to want to do this? And it has to be meaningful. There has to be something that we give back for them, you know, we're going to support them. They're going to support us. There has to be a give, give. So we, um, Robin and I wrote a shooting journal a couple of years ago. Um, it is self-guided as long as well as our facilitators use it as their training tool every month. Um, we uh, have a value statement for every month and we wrap training concepts around that. So not only are we talking about training on the range, but we're also talking about, um, your, your, your person, yourself, and, you know, your head trash or, you know, where you are as, as a human, as a woman. Uh, so we're very, very proud of that shooting journal. We have well over 100 vendors that offer us discounts and coupons to our membership. Um, we have special member-only events like our national conference in April and um, our quarterly match where we where we play for cash. <laughs> you know, so we want to make sure that we're giving back to the ladies that are choosing to become a member of the organization. Um, and, and, you know, we're always thinking of ways on, on how we can, you know, spoil them giveaways and, and special offers and stuff like that. We see a lot of, uh, we see a lot more women in the, in the shooting world than, than we have historically. Some in my thought positive and some negative image imagery as well. Um, from everything I've seen of a girl in a gun, awesome imagery. Like I, I, I've been aware of you guys for a very long time and it, it looks like you're doing great work, but I think there's this, like the subculture and it's especially started on Instagram of gun bunnies and, you know, things like that. And I think that it's actually damaging to bringing women into the industry. And I kind of want, I, I ask this pretty often whenever we have female guests on, because I'm honestly curious, what are your thoughts on that subculture and is it, is it damaging or am I just overreacting? To a certain extent, yes, it is damaging because it's stereotyping what a what a woman is in the firearms industry. Now, from a marketing perspective, if we're you know who's your audience and what are you trying to gain, you know it's it is what it is. Um, but if you are looking to build your female audience or your client base, um, you you have to really identify with the purpose of why that woman is here. You know, she's now taking responsibility for her own self-defense. She's taking responsibility for her own life. She wants to be a valuable member of our shooting community or our recreational shooting sports. So making sure that we are, you know, showing women in this empowering way, but also letting them keep um, their feminine side. We don't all have to roll out, you know, in our ninja squad gear. <laughs> you know, we right. can still wear makeup and, and keep close to the range. You know, it's it's okay to be a girl and shoot guns. Um, what we want to be careful of is that any picture, any training, anything, it's done right. I don't care what who you are, what you look like. If you're doing it wrong, I'm going to call you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And that's honestly, that's what we hear a lot from pretty much everyone that, yeah, they think it's fairly damaging. Uh, I don't understand companies that do it. I've never seen a picture of, you know, a really attractive woman and been like, oh, what a rifle is that? Yeah, I'm going to buy that. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't understand. I think the firearms industry is well behind in marketing and technology and pretty much everything. It seems to move at a much slower pace than most businesses and and, um, segments of business. Well, and I think that's a very true statement. When you look at, you know, some faux pas at, you know, SHOT Show of, of a catalog that got published with 
you know, stuff backwards or, you know, a a big banner of somebody and it's wrong. It's embarrassing. And what we're seeing is there's these marketing companies that know nothing about our industry that are just, you know, taking product photos or doing what they do best, but they, you know, haven't taken the time to research the product. So, you know, I challenge our industry to, you know, hire within, hire better market marketing people hire better photographers you know hire us yeah. <laughs> we'll be happy to help you with that you know um and i i think it's changing you know i think they're tired of being embarrassed yeah totally agree all right guys we are talking to juliana crowder from a girl and a gun women's shooting league we're going to take a quick commercial break to hear from uh, one of our advertisers and we'll be right back all right so hack it equipment uh, they just recently became an advertiser, and uh, I just got news actually yesterday that they are now offering a lifetime warranty on all of their products. Wait, so like, because I'm pretty hard on all my stuff. Like, you've seen my range bag. It is overflowing and just... I've seen everything that you own, and it's a disaster. Yeah. It's you a... don't take care of your stuff at all, Sean. Well, no. Uh, but I'm testing its durability. <laughs> so yeah, they, they offer a lifetime warranty, which is really impressive. Yeah, that, because people are really hard on, especially their rain gear, your or your your range gear. You yeah. bring it to the range. You know, most ranges are outside. Um, the sun's hitting it; it's getting knocked around. There's heavy in the, things in it, and especially with these bags, because the the large bag's huge. Yeah, it holds so four handguns, like a billion magazines. But not only that, but it has like separate pockets to put all kinds of other Unicorns. stuff in it. Yeah. So um, you could put a lot, of, a lot of stuff in there where it would definitely weigh quite a bit. So lifetime warranty is uh, is a big thing. Definitely, uh, it's also family owned. So you're not, not. So when you buy their stuff, you're supporting a smaller company, not some large corporation that probably outsources to you know outside the country. Yep, I like that. And then uh, another thing is it doesn't look tactical. So they've done a really good job of, you know, there is some Molly in the front, but most people wouldn't really necessarily put two and two together. Uh, but they've done a good job where you can, you know, you could wear it in urban environments and it's not going to give it away that, you know, oh, you probably have guns and ammo and magazines and, you know. It, it works because I don't look tactical either. So if I had a tactical backpack, it'd be like a weird juxtaposition of, well, I'm, I'm fat, fatical. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best way to say it. But yeah, hacking equipment. Uh, I like the stuff so far. Need to get some more time with it. I look forward to just kind of learning the ins and outs. And now that I know I can destroy it and they've got a great warranty, I'm good. Yep, that's true. And then, uh, so like I said, so they have the smaller backpack, the larger one. Smaller one is actually just like regular size backpack. So it isn't really small by any means. Um but if you go to their website, which is hackitequipment.com, you can use the code GUNFUNNY and that gets you 10% off. All right. Very cool. Let's get back to our guest. That was a really long audio to say that we're back with Juliana Crowder from A Girl and a Gun Women's Shooting League. Ava, what else you got? So I want to know, what is your most memorable moment in your career? You know, that is so hard. Um, I have so many amazing moments. Um, so name a few. Oh gosh! So Instead every of year we host our one. national <laughs> conference in April, and we have about you know three hundred and fifty plus women that come for the weekend to train on over forty five different topics with over sixty five different instructors. And 
when they all gather together, like for lunch or, you know, for morning safety brief, and you kind of just look out, you know, um, and, and see all these women that are investing in themselves. That's a pretty amazing moment. Um, you know, some of the interviews I've done, I've done a couple of international interviews where I've had to defend, you know, Second Amendment, defend, you know, a lot of things. That's a little bit nerve wracking, but when you come out, okay, on the other end, that's a, you know, pretty major accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I want to say just being with our members, like when I get to go visit chapters and, and hearing their stories or watching them succeed and just kind of sit back and be like, I am so lucky to get to participate in this. I'm yes, sure. I think for me, it's just the, the accomplishment of I get to do this every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've actually heard a lot of stories about women that have empowered themselves through the use of firearms and training and things like that. Um, any, any stuff out there that kind of breaks your heart sometimes? Um, yeah, I've had a few clients, you know, that came to me because of um, some serious abuse and restraining orders and, you know, they're in panic and, and that's a very real situation. And you gotta, I mean, this is real life. This is, um, is as close to what we train for every day when you have to deal with those women and be there to support them. Um, but then just, you know, to hear others talk about how they've experienced a trauma or experienced something and how they've come out the other side. Um, it's, it's amazing to watch how they own that and how they're helping others. Absolutely. When I go to the range, I see guys every time a woman will walk onto the range, it's like all the guys turn and then they want to demonstrate their proficiency and try to correct every single thing ever. But, you know, it, it, it it's almost just weird to watch because you just see it happening and it's like an avalanche in slow motion uh, that, you know, is going to be devastating in its effect. But, uh, you know, it's just horrible to watch as well. What You mean, what, the, you mean the peacocking? Yes, the peacocking. Yeah. It's, so, it's so bad. Like what? If you had to, if if you had a, a national platform that a lot of people are going to listen to, to tell men how to act at the range, what would you tell them? Um, you know, just why don't you just act normal? You know, it's, gosh, it's kind of like when you go to the bar and everyone's trying to like, you know, say look at how great I am, come dance with me, or let me buy you a drink. It's like that's not why we're here. You know, I'm. It's no different than if I just go to the grocery store, leave me alone. You know, I'm doing my thing. Um, I do notice, though, that, you know, I mean, being an instructor and, you know, kind of being a range officer, I have eyeballs on everybody all the time because, you know, I don't trust mm-hmm. either, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I don't know who you are and what your experience is. And if you're doing something over there that scares me a little bit, I'm I'm going to point at you, you know, and be like, knock it off. Um, you know, so it's like I'm watching them. They're watching me. We're all kind of watching each other. And the goal is to be like, yes, we're all in agreement that we're, we're here together. And if you're doing something that's not correct, I'm going to go over and say, would you be open to a correction or would you be open to another option? You know, if, if I see somebody, whether it be a man or a woman that just really doesn't know any better, I want to, I want to make them better because then it makes us all better. Absolutely. That was when I first started shooting. That was the thing that I hated was like going to the range, especially by myself and I felt like all eyes were on me. And so as it was, like, using the gun was intimidating. But then feeling like everyone's watching my every move was also intimidating. So it was just, uh, I, I really didn't like going to the range alone. Or even if I went with, like, a girlfriend again. So you see two girls on the range. Majority of the range consists of men. And uh, and I just felt really intimidated by it. 
Well, now, and that's what we're doing, you know, with with the time that we spend together, a, a couple of nights a month at Girls Night Out or another event where we are just together as girls, we are, you know, talking about these issues, we're building up our skill sets so that when we do go out into community, um, you know, with our families or our friends or, you know, wherever, or alone, um, you should be able to walk in to that range without that head trash because you know what you're doing. You know that you're safe. And and if you have a question, it's okay to ask the question. You don't have to be, you know, the, the top shooter out there. But we want you to feel confident to walk into those situations. Yeah, definitely. Um, so tell us about some of the special events that A Girl and a Gun has coming up, uh, some of the events that it's had in the past. Because I was looking through your website and you guys have gone on some like really awesome trips and you've hosted a lot of cool events so tell us about that yeah i wish that every year could be you know we could have something going on every month but i think we would probably die of exhaustion (laughs) um we've been on a couple of you know fun cruises we've hosted warrior weekends um you know retreat style events every year like i said we host our major uh conference in april out in burnett uh, that's sponsored by CZ. Um, our last big major event of the year is coming up in October. Uh, it's our Fall Fest. So the multi-gun match is presented by Brownells, and our handgun match is presented by Six Hour. And it's it's all ladies getting together. You know, they're anywhere from novices to pros competing and, um, again, sharing their knowledge for the sport and just having a really gosh darn good time doing it. Wow, that sounds cool. Um, what about, I saw something where it was like a cruise to Alaska. Yeah, that's Is coming it? up in August. And um, we have a, a small group of ladies that are, are going to go do that. And, you know, obviously there's not going to be anything shooting related going on uh-huh. on any of the excursions or anything. But it's the fact that these ladies um, are traveling together to do something outside of the shooting range. Mm-hmm. It just extends that, that concept of sisterhood that we have, that it is more than shooting, um, that we really are a true community. I actually, uh, so I know somebody who took, uh, they went to one of your events. Maybe it was like the annual thing that you. Um, the national conference? I think so, yeah. And and so somebody was saying that it was nice because you're in a room with like all these women and they all kind of think very similar to you or they, you know, they share similar interests. And some people might think like, oh, you know, a room full of women like that could just be really, you know, dramatic. Um, but <laughs> women you, in drama? No, really. I know because that's what I'm sure that a lot of people, you know, that there's there's probably some hesitation there because you know the last thing that they want to do is be in a room full of women. Um, but uh, I heard really great, you know, great things about it. Everyone was saying like the women are awesome and they have the same like mindset and. Uh, they're just really laid back and, and it was, uh, you know, they said that yeah, they really enjoyed I was, it. I was told way back in the, you know, seven, eight years ago that this would never work, that women could not uh, get along and were too cliquish or, you know, whatever. And I said, I understand that. Okay. Challenge accepted. Um, and yes, we've had some girl drama along the way, but what we have come to stand proud to say is, we are not for everyone and everyone is not for us. But if you have a true desire to build yourself up and build another person up and be here for the right reasons, we all fit. Um, we have lots of different um, race, religion, political affiliation, age diversity, income diversity. And 
it all comes down to respect. And we can choose to have different opinions about things, but at the end of the day, we're passionate to a supporters. We're passionate about doing it correctly. Um, and you're just being the best that we can be as women. Absolutely. Why do you think it's important for women to support each other? You know, we got enough, uh, in the world, you know, tearing us down. Um, and you know, having, having a friend, you know, or having a confidant, um, you know, having, having that person in your industry that again, you don't have to agree a hundred percent of the time, but it, um, it's important that we stand together, that we understand each other. Um, I don't know. It having, having a friend is really important. Yeah. No matter what you join. Definitely. We were looking around on the website and saw TFF Mastermind. Uh, oh my gosh, yes. What's that? Yes. So out of this concept of, you know, women supporting each other and, you know, being nice and positively talking. Um, about five years ago, I went to a seminar um, for women communication skills in business because I kind of wanted, I realized I needed a little help that I'm not always the best communicator. And I'm, you know, the leader of this organization full of potential drama and I don't want that. So I found Kelly Moore of See Your Possibilities and I went to this one day um, seminar and I was like, oh my God, I need you in my life. <laughs> and like literally 30 days later, she came to our second annual conference and she presented to my leaders and from there we just started you know doing this life coach stuff and that's where the more than, more than shooting concept kind of came from and you know let's address head trash and let's address real emotional stuff well this one time we were brainstorming and she said get all that tactical foofy stuff you do and I was like tactical foofoo what is that <laughs> and that's kind of the base of our journal. It's the tactical side of marksmanship, ballistics, understanding, you know, tracking your skills and your progress. And then the very foofy side of being a girl. <laughs> How do I feel today? <laughs> and so we just combined those, you know, life coaching and communication skills with uh, firearms training and we got tactical foofoo. And so she hosts a monthly uh, call. Uh, it's our, it's our mastermind program where we have a group, we have call, we have homework, we, you know, and ladies are, are in this group and they're bettering themselves as humans all around this concept of, of, uh, shooting guns. I love it. So do you guys have some kind of support network for, you know, obviously bad things happen in the, in the world. And we, we've seen mass killers walking into schools and things like that. Uh, obviously you guys have built an amazing community. And I, I'm sure that you guys come together when things like that happen, but I'd be interested in just kind of hearing your thoughts on that and how you guys um, respond to things like that. Yeah, we um, we were in the middle of a fall fest last year when the Las Vegas incident happened, and we had news media come out to our event to you know cover us and talk to our women. Um, it's very delicate for sure on how we how we handle these things you know to stand firm on our convictions of of second amendment support and why we do what we do and and to say that you, know, you can't i always say you can't minority report the world you know bad yeah. things ba bad things are going to happen uh by bad people and we just got to do our best as a society to to focus on that not this one little spot um you know but we're certainly not immune from from violence in our group um last fall one of our founding members in San Antonio, Jennifer Smith, uh, who trained 
hard. She was not an uneducated uh, firearms owner by any sense, uh, was murdered in domestic violence. It was a murder-suicide. Wow. And if it, it's one of those things that you're like, I don't understand how this happened. And the more we learn about it, it was literally she had no chance. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we did anything wrong, that she did anything wrong. It's bad things happen. And it was a huge wake-up call that there are things we're not looking at. We're not looking at intimate partner violence. This, you know, We're looking at that differently now on, on what we talk about and how we train. So not only are we talking about, okay, you're getting your concealed handgun license. Okay, we want you to you know, come and shoot for fun and recreational. You know, but we want you to have TAC med training. We want you to understand the signs and symptoms of dangerous behavior in all relationships. You know, we just continue to evolve because of the experiences that we have. And as much as we miss Jennifer and, and mourn that there is good work that will come out of, out of her life and the lesson that we learned from it. Very powerful. Love mm-hmm. that. Definitely. Uh, so what are some of the future plans that you have? Well, we're already, you know, planning for, for conference next year. I think we're going to blow our capacity, you know, by at least another 50 ladies or so. Um, you know, thinking on on how Fall Fest is going to grow and change to invite more women in to different recreational, you know, shooting opportunities. Uh, we're going into our second year of Back the Blue, which is sponsored by Glock. So we have um, 12 to 16 I think, lady, uh, female LEOs that can come and train for free. And we're just giving them an opportunity to get some other training that may not be provided by their, uh, by their department. So we're looking on, you know, that community service, that give back, um, you know, how, how can we continue to be a positive voice in the industry and, and wherever we're needed is kind of where we go. Very nice. Very nice. So uh, for women that are interested, where can they find you? A girlonagun.org is our website, and Robin has done a very good job of putting almost every piece of information you can think of on that website. Uh, we also have a very active Facebook community, our main page um, on Facebook, and then as well, every chapter has its own private group, as well as if there's not a chapter in your area, we have a national group of ladies. So they have their own chat group, and you know they often hook up at conference or at other events, and and already have camaraderie and sisterhood, even though they've may never met face to face. But wait, it looked like, uh, it looked like guys can get involved too. Like you have a lot of male speakers at your events and things like that. If if there's guys that want to, if there's guys that want to get involved, like how, what opportunities are there for gentlemen to get involved and how, how would you know they do that? We, yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we have the standard of that. We need our chapters to be run by women because there are certain things that we just have to have women in leadership do, mm-hmm. but we are so grateful for the men. You know, if it wasn't for my husband and, you know, the men in my life, you know, none of this would, would work. So we have plenty of male firearms instructors and speakers that participate on the national level, as well as, um, you know, doing host clinics and and things locally so there's room definitely for everybody uh we're definitely not man haters <laughs> no not at all not. myself on that one plenty of times but um uh we we just say that we're offering these you know experiences for women so that they integrate better into our shooting community as a whole yeah i like that it was actually fun i don't i don't think it was with your group but a few years ago I went to an all women's group and they basically got together that day and they were talking about like uh handgun um off body 
purse carry. And uh, we all basically were told to bring a bag that we could shoot out of. And so uh, I basically just kind of sat there as a fly on the wall and did all the drills with everybody. And I, I had an awesome, awesome time. But you could see the community. You could see the, you know, just them being relaxed around each other and, and the joking and stuff that you may not normally see. I, I, it was really awesome. Uh, we got to shoot out of purses, draw from purses. I, I had a man satchel, obviously. Well, I was going to say, you know, I know plenty of guys that off body carry for certain reasons yeah. or, you know, hiking or, you know, for whatever reason, it's a viable option. And if you, it's one of those options that you're going to put in your toolkit, you have to, you know, practice with it. So I'm sure it was so enlightening for you to see that. It totally was. To experience it. Yeah. It was actually really awesome. And it, it taught me pretty much spending that day. It taught me a lot about that off body carry and how you draw and how you have to have your gun and you know, the common misconceptions and mistakes that you make. And I think stuff like that's valuable. And plus I just had an awesome time. Uh, Jermaine Bellow was the the person who ran that here when I did it. And, uh, you know, she's, she's done a lot in the shooting community and she's one of those, you know, strong female personalities that I absolutely love in the community. And I'm so thankful that we have. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> Sounds good. All right. Uh, you going to stick around for a bit or you got to run. Who, me? Yeah. No, I can stick around. Okay, cool. So Heck yeah. this is the time when I get embarrassed because we start talking about prank calls and things like that. But before we oh. do that, I just want to um, talk real quick about our friends at Matador Arms. All right. So Matador Arms, uh, they are the ones that sponsor our prank calls, <laughs> which, uh, yep, thank you so much. Every <laughs> time we have a show, it's like, all right, who's going to do the prank call? And then we, we re- flip a coin and yeah. usually Sean loses. Well, Thankfully, I lose no matter what, because uh, even even if I win, she's like, but I don't want to. And I'm like, Fine, <laughs> I'm like whatever. but I don't feel good. My stomach hurts. <laughs> so Matador Arms, they make a bunch of cool products. Uh, one of the products I want to talk about today is the Fury Grip. Fairly new to the market. And, uh, you know, the, the skeletonized features are still really hot on the market today. They have a grip that is skeletonized, but it's not. It's just really kind of like smaller slits in the grip. And uh, it's extremely versatile. I mean, you could put it really on any gun. Yeah. I like them. I've, I've got one. Or no, I don't have that one. You yeah, have that one. Yeah, I have one. Yeah, I have it on my Unicorn <laughs> AR. Yeah, they're pretty But if you, if you go to their Instagram, they, they have them, you know, they just uh, put an album together where they showed off a, di- a bunch of different guns and you realize how versatile it is. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in buying anything from Matador Arms, you can get 10% off by using the code GUNFUNNY10. And check out that Fury Grip. And if you do have cool pictures of one that you did, send them to us so we can share them with them. Because definitely, I like to see all the cool creative stuff that people do with their products. Absolutely. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's, let's get into this. Let's hear from Balthazar. Yeah, he's back against my, what, best judgment? <laughs> it's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Thanks for calling. Please hold a moment. Speaking, how can I help you? Hello, my name is Balthazar. Uh, how's your life going so far today? I'm sorry, sir. You're kind of breaking up a little bit. What's that? My name is Balthazar, and I was calling regarding some firearms. Can you hear me? Yes, a little bit clearer. Yes, sir. How's your life going so far today? My life is going very good today. Mine too, thank you. Um, I'm playing a video game called Fortnite. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Have you played it? Okay. Have you played that game? Fortnite? Uh, yes, it's a game made by, was it Epic? Yes. Sir, I'm very interested. Uh, it has really piqued my interest in becoming a shooting hobbyist. 
and I was just wanting to uh, basically figure out how to get some of the guns that are in this game and what those prices might be. Um, the first one that I would be interested in is the assault rifle from Fortnite. You'd probably best be served by coming down and taking a look because there's a very large assortment of ones that are similar, like the scars and such that are carried in the stores, also in different colors, and it's going to range very greatly in price depending on the manufacturer. So if you want to come down and take a peek, you'd be able to take a peek at what the different weapons are and then get your comparisons. My, my only problem with that is that I suffer from extreme agoraphobia and social anxiety, so... The phone is my best option. What uh, what kind of assault rifles do you have there, and what are some prices on those? Uh, we carry the AR platforms. We carry the AK platforms. I carry CZs. Uh, we carry the Chris Vectors. We carry quite a few. I live with my mother, and I just what is what would be your cheapest assault rifle that I could get? Uh, the cheapest AR-15 would probably be somewhere around four ninety nine. Okay, and what about the cheapest, what is it, uh, the assault rifle SCAR? Uh, the SCARs, I want to say, probably about 14 Now, nothing is going to be fully automatic, of course. It is all what would be considered semi-automatic. Okay, well, I mean, I can really lay down lay down some hate with the full auto, so how do I, how, where do I buy those? You can't. At all? No, unfortunately. Is that just, uh, You can is that get some of... that are pre-1985 ban, but you're probably looking at twenty, thirty thousand dollars just for the lower receiver. Uh, right now, the restriction in the United States is you can't carry a fully automatic weapon. The revolvers in this game, what, what would be your cheapest revolver? The cheapest revolver that I have is probably going to be about three hundred and fifty. All right, and then to buy one of these firearms, um, three hundred and fifty, I could save up for a while and probably get that. But what, what what would be the process for me since I have the extreme agoraphobia and social anxiety? Um, you'd have to fill out and see if you would actually pass a background check. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, now you would have to answer all the questions on the background check form with when you came in that would be able to be discussed. Okay. Now, would you you so you mentioned that you played this video game? My gamer tag is Balthazar XX sixty nine. Uh, would you like to maybe hop on later and we'll we'll uh, play a few matches? No, I have played it. I do not <laughs> currently play it. All right, well, uh, Balthazar uh, is, is that name, so I would appreciate it if you look me up next time you're out there. Most definitely, sir. And if you ever make it out of the house, come on down and we'll show you some guns. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I do wish you the best, sir. Have a great day. <laughs> have a great life. <laughs> well. That was like one of the worst prank calls. I hate Balthazar. He's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't. Oh God, that was so uncomfortable. Was, I know, right? Yes, that's, that's exactly what Sean said when we were done making the prank call. Yeah, that. So that character, like, so we've invented all these different characters, and that character, he makes everybody uncomfortable, including me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where that comes from. That's not me. Maybe. You know, but they probably hung up and were like, "Oh my gosh, you're not gonna guess the. I just got the next call." <laughs> yes. You know that there was some conversation happening. Guaranteed. Yes. I, lo- I love how he's like, and if you ever make it out of the house, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Balthazar XX69 is my gamer tag. <laughs> It'd be funny wow. if if somebody actually already has that and everybody's hitting him up now. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Some some dudes out there like you know just playing Fortnite and. Getting a bunch of game requests. It's going to be ridiculous. All right. That is Balthazar. He will not be back for a very long time. I hate Balthazar. He represents the darkest in all of us. But yeah, everybody wants to hear back from him. I know. Why is that? I think our listeners are creeps. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. All right. Hey, uh, let's real quick talk about Polymer 80. All right. So Polymer 80, another newer uh, newer advertiser of ours. Uh, so, man, they are really killing the market. So like, they changed the market, right? Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know about you, Juliana, but the, 
when Palmer 80 came out with the, you know, their 80% uh, Glockish receivers that, you know, it changed everything. Like people suddenly got so interested in all the modifications that you could possibly make. Have you done one of these? I haven't done it, but I I've seen them and they're very interesting. Yeah, they're, they're so cool. And like, it, it kind of opened up this whole cottage industry inside an industry of, you know, just fantastic modifications and they're so easy and they're quick and, uh, they've got all kinds of products well, launching. The first all the time. time we did it, it wasn't as quick. Like, remember no. when we were talking to John? He's like, "How long did it take you?" And I was like, uh, two hours." And he's like, "Oh, it takes me twenty minutes." Yeah, but you figure. And out, I was like, "Okay." You figure out new ways. The last one I did literally took twenty minutes. Yeah, uh, like Dremel. once you know how to put it together and stuff. But the first one, you know, just that learning what to do and you don't want to screw it up. So, which I don't know why I was so worried. I've got like six of them. Okay, enough bragging. Humble brag. <laughs> So, I mean, like literally I'm looking at their website and it's like, is there anything that they're not making? The only thing that I don't see on their website for, uh, for the pistol frames is just like the lower parts kit. Cause they have, they have the slide kit. Uh huh. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't see a lower part kit unless well, they're out of stock. They are, they did just recently make, uh, triggers. Yeah. Yeah. We've and actually, those are, those are only going, those. we do, we have, we've have those, uh, we're working on a build, so we haven't put it together where we've actually used or tested the trigger. But these triggers are only going for a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I've got mine in the frame. Uh, I'm just waiting on a barrel, and then I'll finish putting that one together. Look how cool these these one like the threaded and fluted barrels are. Those are really cool. So they yeah. have like designs on the barrels, and uh, I, I pretty much like all their stuff so far. So. Um, you're going to see more. We've got a couple products, uh, projects in the works, but here's the big problem guys is that the frame kits to, for all the parts for the frame to kind of build your own. If you're not just taking the parts out of your existing Glock, they're, they're impossible to find. And it's not like there's no one that makes them. It's just that polymer 80 has gotten so freaking popular that you cannot find those kits anymore. So someone, if you're listening out there and you've got machining knowledge and you want to make a, a bunch of money really quickly, start making Glock, uh, frame parts. Yeah. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> right. Yep, because uh, they're definitely popular. So, Palmer80.com. And right. uh, get get your own project started. And send us pictures of those, too. Uh, only send us pictures of your Palmer80 projects and your Fury Grip projects, because we don't want to see the other pictures you guys have. I mean, I might want to. Well, if the, they like Balthazar, so I doubt that anyone's interested in any of that. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about some gear. All right, let's do it. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So, Juliana, you said that you uh, wanted to talk about the the let-off wipes and the soap by, is it Haginal? Haginal. Yes, Haginal. So tell, tell us about um, you those. Know, there's, very rarely do you go to a range, um, whether it be indoor or outdoor, and they have, you know proper soap to get the lead and all the metallics, you know, off of your, off of your skin. Mm -hmm. And, um, many years ago, you know, I was somewhere and I think I was actually at the Smith and Wesson range and at an IDPA event. And I saw this big tub of, of wipes and I was like, Oh my God, this is so awesome. And so I, I contacted them and I'm like, I want to know more. You're like, what products do you have? And so we've kind of made it a staple with our girl in a gun, you know, culture and our education that we, we have so many women that are, you know, with their children or their breastfeeding or, you know, they've got medical issues and it's like, why would you not want to clean all that toxins off of, off of your body uh, before you eat or, you know, get in your car. Definitely. So especially if you spend a lot of time at the range. So 
you know, I, we always make sure to have the wipes and the soap at every event. We, you know, they're in our range bags. We, you know, often I'll be like, here, would you like a wipe? Right. <laughs> I'll be just total strangers here. Have a wipe. You know? <laughs> You're dirty. Get out of here. You're like, they, right. they really should be paying me for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, hygiene are wonderful partners and sponsors of ours. So I cannot, oh, okay. speak their, I cannot speak their, you know, praises enough because they do make sure that we have those wipes and that soap at, at all of our events. So we do carry it on our website, but I mean, wherever you can, go get it or encourage your range to, to carry these products because Definitely. if you spend a lot of time at the range you probably have a high metal count yeah absolutely definitely and lead poisoning actually basically makes you insane so that that actually and answers infertile. questions and infertile uh, <laughs> <laughs> brb so where you are in your life that could be a problem i'm gonna gargle bullets hold on <laughs> brb no need for condoms anymore <laughs> <laughs> i'm a shooter it's say i'm uh, safe. wait a minute hold on <laughs> Hey, so I actually sponsored uh, three gun matches all summer, uh, two years in a row. And uh, basically what I did was ammo cans at each big, huge 50 cal ammo cans at each station. And it was basically all the things that people would forget to bring to the range. So there was oh, gear that. oil and tools and extra sunscreen. eye and ear pro and sunscreen and bug spray Band-Aids. and band-aids and just like everything that snack bars. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Granola bars. Uh, just tons of those. And and a thing of let off uh, wipes from Hygenol. And man, those things that they like went so fast. Uh, I was constantly having like to replace them. We're on the them. same wavelength. Your match bucket sounds like my match bucket. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, but you have trauma kits in yours. Uh, j- those were j- they were just boo boo kits because uh, uh, the yeah, yeah. the three gun matches here are put on by a paramedic, so he's got trauma kits pretty much everywhere. Perfect. But we had these at every single stage, and those wipes were absolutely the most popular thing in the bucket. Definitely. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, SB Tacticals adjustable braces. Oh, I, w- I want them so bad. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm working on an AR, a nine. And originally I made it where it has that, uh, the, uh, the tail hook. Mm-hmm, from Gearhead Works, yeah. And it, so it, we tried them out at NRA. Is really comfortable. It definitely distributes the weight really well, but I don't really like the way that it looks. So then yesterday, and of course, right when I saw this this brace for sale this morning when I woke up on uh, on this website, um, and of course, it's one of those websites where it sells it for like less than dealer cost, and you're like, how do they do this? So I really, I was looking at adjustable braces, just seeing what's on the market, and uh, I don't know why I didn't see this at NRA, because that's when they released it, correct? It is, yeah. And, uh, um, but anyway, so these braces, so they came out with two different models, the SB8A3, SB-A3, and then the SB-PDW, and both of them are adjustable, which yeah. is pretty game-changing. Well, it is, because they're the only ones doing them right now that I've seen. There's been some other uh, PDW braces, <coughs> excuse me, um, but this is kind of going to be the first one that's mass produced. Now I will say that at Brownells they're on pre-order, but it does look like they're out there in the wild and you can actually buy them. And for people who don't know, pistol braces generally fit on a pistol buffer tube and they, you know, you, you push them all the way on the, to the buffer tube and that's where they stay. There's no adjustments or anything else like that. And you know, AR pistols have become like a huge, another one of these cottage industries. So historically SP tactical came out with some of the first braces and got the first uh, opinion letters from the ATF saying that it wasn't illegal and that it did not change the classification from a pistol to a rifle. And, you know, they've kind of been just leading the charge, leading the way. And these are going to be <laughs> really popular, I think. The, the adjustable, the PDW is really sick. It's, uh, 
very similar to the Manicore Arms PDW stock for the Evo that we talked about. It's just got the brace instead of an actual shoulder shoulder portion. And man, I I can't wait. I, I want one of each kind of immediately. I just I know, right? need them to be readily available and priced right. Yep, I agree. Because uh, one is well, one's not so bad. The SPA three is like one hundred and seventy dollars, but the PDWs ridiculously expensive, and it's like all of them are. All PDWs are, are well, not ridiculously, but they are definitely priced higher than than other things. Julianne, have you spent much time shooting AR pistols? Um, yes, it's kind of a new thing um, for me. My husband. Has, has a couple of them. He's like, come on, let's go shoot this. And, you know, I'm not as much of a nuts and bolts kind of girl. You know, I'm listening to you guys talk and, you know, other conversations and I'll be like, I'm following along. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, you know, I'm kind of just one of those if it fits, let's go. I don't I don't care what it is. <laughs> right. No, I <laughs> I'm get a little it. terrible like that. <laughs> I like it. So here's my main concern about this. And maybe our listeners can tell me if I'm way off base here. So the SBA3 is a pistol stabilizing brace that fits on a normal mil-spec or maybe even commercial, I'm not sure, but fits on a mil-spec carbine buffer tube. So what that means is, <coughs> excuse me, historically, braces have fit on a pistol tube, which is just basically a round circle. On the carbine buffer tube, it's actually got the bottom part so that you can actually adjust it and the little tab locks into um, channels on the bottom of the buffer tube. But there's this crazy little thing that, that they use to apply when they're talking about whether something is legal or illegal called constructive intent. So my question is, since this uses a normal carbine buffer tube um, and you put this brace on it, that just by having another stock, you know, just sitting in your parts box or something like that, could they say that that would be constructive intent to make a pistol a rifle? That concerns me and worries me. And I'm going to need to do a little bit more research just because uh, I don't want to be in any way uh, in danger of, of breaking any federal law. Yeah, it's very interesting how, you know, the manufacturers are really becoming very creative um, in how they, these laws. you know, do stuff. Yeah, because of all the laws that they're trying to, I don't want to say get around, but work within and and you know, they're, they're playing within the rules, you know, here's mm-hmm. the set of rules. We're going to play the game. So yeah, as a consumer, you have to be so educated about these things. Oh yeah. And I, I'm just like, I mean, constructive intent has been drilled into my head constantly because every case I read about someone getting busted for something they shouldn't have, you know, constructive intent is applied. Mm-hmm. And well, it's kind of the same thing when someone takes a, you know, a pistol that's designed for, you know, subcompact concealed carry and puts a lighter trigger on it. I'd be like, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> right. You know, that, that, trigger was put on there with that particular you know pounds of pressure for a specific reason and if you modify that gun you know you could be in trouble yeah i mean absolutely well we we hear about stuff like that all the time i think generally the da is if they if they feel like they have a case if they feel like they have a guaranteed win they're going to throw anything and everything they possibly can at you and it's up to your attorney who needs to be really good really well versed to get you out of that stuff i mean uh will uh will a custom trigger affect you in a court of law probably but will it convict you probably not if you have a good attorney yeah exactly but it, it, i don't even want to play the game honestly mm-hmm. right agreed but with that said i would like one of these braces i want all of them <laughs> <laughs> it is funny though because yesterday i did buy this brace this uh, it's not adjustable it's uh sb tactical makes it and then sure enough this morning i wake up and i, I get all these like gun emails and uh, one of the emails, they had this brace, but it was the SBA3, 
and they had it on sale um, about $50 under MSRP. And I was thinking, oh, should I buy it? But then this is also my reasoning. So then if I buy it, now I have technically the uh, the tail hook and then this other brace. So then I'm like, well, now I'm looking at making, you know, three more guns. And it's just, it's 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 just a... It's never ending. It's just, it never ends. It never ends. <laughs> so I was literally, I was like, okay, really maybe I should... a thing, though, you no. Know? no. No, it's not until you just... I, right. Yeah. Until you're like, you're broke, but you're like, oh, I still need gun parts. I can't feed myself, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why ramen was invented. <laughs> For college students and gun owners. There exactly. you go. Right? Exactly. All right. Let's, uh, let's move into our iTunes reviews. All right. So people leave us reviews and we read them on the show. Um, is this my job today? It's always your job. Okay. Keep talking while I cough. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, great job. That was I just love how the last couple episodes we've had this horrible cough. I can actually like kind of keep it in, but for whatever reason and then I think you're laughing but you're actually holding in a cough and yeah, it's just I'm really like... <laughs> Yeah, it's really awkward. It I'm is. like he's not laughing when he's talking about, you know, yeah. a serial killer I know, or Balthazar. Like, yeah, I'm like tell me about this extreme <laughs> loss that you've experienced. <laughs> no, it's just me stifling a cough. I don't know what to do. All right, so you can leave us reviews in iTunes. Uh, Google Podcasts now is a thing. It exists. It's an app that you can download on your Android. Leave us reviews there, Facebook, anywhere that fine podcasts are served, you can leave us a review. Uh, if it's not one of the big ones, definitely let us know that you left it there so we can find it and, and read it as well. So first because, up... Because sometimes we give away prizes to people that leave us reviews. All the freaking time. Like we did last week. Yeah, all the time, all the time. So Pilo's Wag says five stars, more, 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 exclamation point. Love the show. But it could be 30 to 60 minutes longer. For example, a house update segment, a timeout with tickle <laughs> segment, and more singing. Oh, they're like my biggest fan. <laughs> they want to hear about my house, about my dog. Oh, my God, I'm bored already. Stop. <laughs> okay, we could talk about tickles. Go ahead. Well, she's so cute, and she's like four pounds, and uh, she just, you know, she's small, but her her personality is huge, and you should see her play in the yard. I think and this is one of she those. She loves her new house, and I love the new house, and it's just it's reviews great. where they didn't actually want to hear about it. So, uh, code G thirteen, <laughs> oh G thirteen classified. That's from uh, Rush Hour, right? Five stars. Hit the kill switch, brat, brat. I've listened to all the episodes and followed Ava from We Like Shooting to her own podcast with Lacey and Shane. God dang it. <laughs> it's a quality podcast with jokes, humor, and quality guests. I listen to the podcast when it drops, usually the same time I'm walking my dog. So when Ava swings, I have to hit the kill switch. Brap. Sings. Sings. When I sing. <laughs> that's a different... What did I say? Swing. I'm not a swinger. <laughs> I sing. <laughs> because my dog is confused by her singing. Otherwise, you can't go wrong with Gun Funny. They have awesome co-hosts, prank calls, bad jokes, intestine... Intestining guest. I think it meant interesting. Okay. Because intestining is also a different thing. <laughs> That's what happens when you eat uh, too much Mexican food. Mm. Yeah. Weird stories, discounts, and that's just the surface. So don't hit the kill switch, brap. Just listen and enjoy the real fun gun owners and their shenanigans. G Skulls signing out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy can play games with Balthazar. <laughs> just kidding. You're nice. All right. That, uh, that'll do it for the reviews this week. So guys, <laughs> definitely get out there. Leave us some reviews. That was a, a cough laugh. I don't know if you realize that. All right. We're almost done. If you could just keep it in until, you know, until we're done. All right, guys. So if uh, if you're looking for us, go to gunfunny.com. Sean recently added uh, links to basically all the places, all the important places that that we have uh, 
uh, links to our, our show. We already had all the important places. I added most of the unimportant places. Okay, well, there you go. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Twitter. Tune in. We're on TuneIn. Spreaker. That's so cool. Uh, Player FM. And then if you can't get enough of us, you guys should become a Patreon. Sean, what is a Patreon? A Patreon is a person who chooses to uh, donate a dollar or $5 or $50, whatever it happens to be every month. If you think the show's worth uh, worth it and you want to help support the show and that helps us you know, travel to events, get these products in. Uh, not, not all the products that come in are sent to us by companies. We buy an awful lot of them. And we do that with uh, some of those as well, just to, to make sure that we have things to talk about is is a huge cost. So if you think the show's worth it and you have a couple spare bucks, we'd love it if you throw it our way. But we always like to, to gift give, as Juliana said earlier, and we make sure that it's worth your while. So we have stickers, patches, you get entered into all kinds of great stuff. You get access to our Facebook uh, Patreon only group, which is a, always a good time. We post tons of videos of behind the scenes stuff there. It's usually me getting made fun of. Um, and it, yeah, last week actually we posted a video of you throwing up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was just water. <laughs> it was water, but we used the boomerang app, so it was pretty funny. Yeah, it, I, I threw it up and then it came back in. <laughs> it was after he ate this really hot chili that we all. No, we, it was not hot. You guys are just sissies. Okay. Yeah. But so anyway. we, we got that on video too of him eating spoonfuls of this hot chili. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to the bathroom and actually cried. Uh, ugly, <laughs> ugly cried. Good times. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. So anyway, become a Patreon, and that is going to be at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash gunfunny. And uh, there's two things, two other things that we do with our Patreon program. We've got $25 Patreons, and um, they get shout-outs shout on the show for doing that. That's 25 bucks a month. And those people are? Corbin Bonafide. And? Iraq Veteran 8888. We appreciate you guys. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also King of the Patreons. Yeah, this is the guy, the person who donates the most through Patreon every single month gets to give us a tagline to read. And basically, they are the king of all Patreons. If they see you in the street and you're a Patreon as well, you have to do the handshake and then they are allowed to command you as a king would. <laughs> so, in this case, uh, our king of the Patreon is Adam Balzar from Charger Arms. Oh my God. Before we say this, I just want to say that the views and opinions expressed by the king of the Patreons in no way reflect the views and opinions of. GF Media, LLC, Ava Flanell, Sean Hare, and the Firearms Radio Network, or anyone with common sense. <laughs> okay, so Charger Arms. Uh, you guys can find him on Instagram. He has a website. Uh, basically, he wants he wants us to let you guys know that Adam is the sexiest Cerakoter in the southern half of Osage County, uh, Kansas. He also enjoys fishing for dead carp. One of these things is true. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, uh, Juliana, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I'm glad. It's I'm a- glad that we didn't scare you off. <laughs> <laughs> well, Balthazar would definitely well, like to I was talk. afraid I was going to have to participate in the in the prank call, uh, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you that prank calling yeah. is the worst part of my life. Yeah. It's not as fun as it used to be when we were like 10. Yeah. yeah. Y'all are brave, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're stupid. There's a big difference. <laughs> a Girl and a Gun Women's Shooting League. Where can people find you online one more time? Agirlandagun.org. And then that has links to all your social media, and I'm sure you're active on all yes. of it, right? Yep, we're there. All right. Well, keep up the fantastic work. Uh, we truly appreciate what you're doing out there. You know, from a guy in the shooting industry, the things that gun bunnies are, are a scourge in the marketing and the image, uh, you know, just to see women out there doing what they love, being who they are. I think it's a fantastic thing. And I really do applaud you guys for your efforts. Absolutely. That's a wonderful compliment. Thank you so much. 
Absolutely. So everyone listening, uh, become a Patreon, listen to us on iTunes, and we will talk to you next week. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. <laughs>